halftime. Like, we are back, and we're picking it back up. Uh, Bushio oh. is enjoying... How do you like that cigar? It's great, dude. Yeah, what is it? Isla nice. de Sol? Uh, yeah, Isla de Sol. Isla. 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 Is that Mexicano? Is it Isla? Isla. Isla. English, is it? Isla. Island. Yeah, Is it? No, it is, but when I speak three different... Like, I also speak French. And oh, French. here we go. No, okay, <laughs> well, you know, just suck my... <laughs> Um, Later, we, 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 I, I work really hard for pistachios. Should I stop eating them? No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> I, I prefer you to eat them because I like. I think at one point, so I I help. I love to work with like construction. I love to work. I uh, rebuild decks. I decks. rebuild decks. <laughs> I mean, that, that. Like, that's Re- amazing. Rebuild decks. Rebuild fences. Anything to do with wood. Yeah, right. That's my thing. I believe okay. that. Okay. Oh yeah, you know it. Um, <laughs> and then just like I don't, especially if it's people I know and good friends or family, like I don't want cash. Like I rack up favors. So I know? need a deck built. <laughs> yes, and just remember in ten years I'm like, hey, do you remember I rebuilt that deck? Uh, yeah, I need you to bail me out of jail. Um, <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> but you know, I I literally said like, hey, I'll work for a bag of pistachios, and then all of a sudden it became a thing. It's like, hey, I brought you your bag of pistachios. I work for it. And I think at some point, I ate like a five-pound bag of pistachios. Damn. In probably two hours, I think I blacked out. Because I remember looking down and just shells all <laughs> over the table. I'm like, where did I just go? <laughs> True story. Anyway. No, yeah, right? I don't know. We we went to Mexico. But, um... So there is something kind of bothering me right now, though. Y'all gonna ask me what's bothering what's, me? What's bothering you? What's B- bothering you, Vince? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bushio. Um, so what's bothering yes. me is that we're, we're recording this thing, and I hear my door open up, right? And my dogs, pitbulls, like they're supposed to be like, you know, vicious and angry. They don't do anything; they just kind of wag the tails. They go up to the door, and like they probably like welcome everybody that walks in. Like, here, hey, you're a friend now. Now come feed me. Let me show you where the bowls are because my pitbulls here's the are whiskey. Fatty. Yeah, here's here's the whiskey, right? Here's all Vince's cool stuff. Um, and what bothers me is that this 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 gentleman came in, right? He walks in. I was like, okay, he's carrying Sam Adams, a six-pack. I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I like Adams, but I can't drink it because it gives me freaking lockjaw. I have a wheat thing that goes on with Sam oh. Adams. I don't get it. So you're I saying can't... if he's carrying a six-pack, it's better than a gun? Let's go yeah, back it depends the on the gun. Okay. It does depend. And it also depends on the six-pack. You know, like, here's Sam Adams. You can't drink it. So it's almost like a siphon on the face. We, I know you really like it, but you just can't touch it because it locks your jaw. Up. Um, and he sits down. It's like, okay, Stephen, who's who's we're recording with? He's obviously have some sort of connection because he weighs him over. I'm like, okay, dude, it's my house, right? <laughs> I get the doors open, but you know. And then I find out that he's a candidate, oh, and he's <laughs> drinking and he's smoking. Hey, didn't we have a conversation about being salty? <laughs> right? Don't be salty. Don't be rusty. Right? But uh, hey, beat your face on the floor, man. Squat. Wait, wait <laughs> candidate, and it's what Tuesday? All, yeah, wait. Why are you supposed to be? You, you got out. And this was like an hour ago. Hey, you get out of three. 
Dude. I didn't get home until 7 sometimes. Exactly. If anyone asks, I get out at 3.30. That's always my answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Squat. <laughs> Up Do and over. push-ups or Up something. Yeah, right. Do something. <laughs> Do it again. Do <laughs> 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 you remember Academy? Y'all remember Academy? Like, that... Our instructor was getting ready to release us. And then, like, that five seconds of silence of him getting ready to release us, someone's cell phone goes off. <laughs> Who has a phone? Right. You guys Everybody? serious? Everybody? No, oh. It was more his, his face of, like, uh, disappointment. He's like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I can't believe better. it. Do better. No, I can't say that was worst timing. That was, like, perfect timing for something bad to happen. But anyway, um, no, not being salty. We are honored to have you. Um, you kind of took over Steven's microphone here or spot for the show. So spotlight's on you. You got to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, what you're doing, and uh, why the hell you're drinking a beer and having a cigar at my house. Today. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me, Vince. It's an honor to be here. Um, I'm drinking a beer and uh, smoking a cigar because... I love it, man. I'm just trying to relax. Um, I'm almost out of the academy. So, you know, whenever I have some downtime, I really appreciate it. Please don't fall over. <laughs> Nobody saw that. Not on the whiskey. Right, not, <laughs> not on the juice. Not right on the oh, gosh. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I lived in Chicago my whole life. I'm from uh, the southeast side, which nobody has ever heard of. Every, every time I tell people, like, I'm from the southeast side, I grew up in, I grew up there, I grew up in Hegwish, they just look at me like, the east side, I thought that was the lake. Like, Hegwish. So, do you know, um, what was that Bob's uh, Burgers? No, dude. <laughs> no, like Uncle Bobby's Bar or Tavern? No, I've never no, heard of No, okay, man. you're not cool yet. Not yet. <laughs> cool. One day. Let me guess, you're a, you're a white uh, uh, Cubs fan. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's wearing a socks hat and a socks hoodie, he's probably wearing socks underwear. So, <laughs> got a match. Tell me more. Thong. Um, yeah, I grew up there my whole life. Um, went to school, went to the lab school. Uh, that's how I met Steven. Well, hold, hold up. You went to lab. I did. Yeah. What year did you graduate? Uh, twenty twelve. But I just went there for high school, so I'm not a lifer. So that's why. I okay, I just went know. there for grade school or okay. K through eight. Got you. Library, right? Yep. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> Library. Yeah. Cool. What else? What else you want to know? <laughs> Tell me more. Why? Why are you here? Okay. Why did you join the fire department? Um. Did you just get a phone call and you're like, oh yeah, let's go. Let's do I it. took the <laughs> test and well, um, I went to college. Um, I was planning on going into uh, somewhere, you know, pursuing a career somewhere in the medical field. Hmm. Um, originally, I wanted to do med school. Uh, I found out really fast that that was not for me. It was a lot of school. Um, and honestly, like, all the time that I spent, you know, studying school, studying biology, I majored in biology, um, that made me realize I really didn't like school. And uh, there was nothing there. <laughs> With I know that one. <laughs> right. There was really nothing there for me. Like, <clears throat> I didn't really want to pursue a career in anything that they had to offer. Um, so it was 2014, I was halfway done with college and then I saw that, uh, CFD was, uh, having their test and, um, my, my parents actually told me about it. My dad used to work for the city. Uh, he worked for the, uh, department of revenue. It's the department of finance now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he told me about it. He's like, you have to take this test. And I'm like, uh, they only offer it, you know, so many times, um, you know, every, everybody takes it and. 
I was like, sure, why not? You know, I'll give it a shot. It seems like, you know, it would be a pretty cool career to have. Sure. And I went there, and I, man, I've never seen so many people there to take a test in my life. It was <laughs> sure. crazy crowded. Yeah. Uh, it was yep. at McCormick Place. I just remember standing in line waiting to, you know. 2014, right? Yeah, 2014. So, yeah, that's where we all took it pretty much. Yeah. They're still yeah. going through the list. So, what, it was like 35,000 people. And like 17,000 got selected, right? Yeah. Something like that. Like, yeah. Jesus. That is so we are insane. very insane. I'll say it, but we were very blessed. This is we strange. are blessed. It is, it is a lottery system. It is a lottery system. So Yeah. You literally won the lottery. Well, Chicago congratulations. Lottery. Thank you. Congratulations. Man. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, um, six years later, I got, you know, I got a, a email saying, hey, we want to move forward with your application. And it was perfect timing because... I had already gone through like uh, so many career changes and I knew that I wanted to do something in like the medical field or like, you know, something to do with like maybe public service. Then when I got that email, I was like, Dude, this is perfect time because yeah. I was kind of lost at that time. So I've been there. Did you, uh, I know you said you talked about med school. Did you have any EMT, EMT or paramedic licenses beforehand or? No, no, no okay. nothing, no experience. Uh, after graduating, I didn't have any any kind of job lined up, so I actually uh, started working as a dialysis tech. Okay. So I did that for a few years. IVs and whatnot. Uh, no, it, was, it wasn't no. any IV like inserting IVs. It was more just uh, uh, administering dialysis treatments. So uh, they trained us how to like access the patients' uh, shunts and uh-huh. fistulas and stuff like that. It was it was messy work, but uh, yeah, blood never really like I'm not really squeamish, so that's how I knew like this job would probably be good for me because I know these guys see a lot of shit. So, hmm. very nice. Well, welcome aboard. And actually, uh, yeah, I know Stephen kind of reflected our uh, law enforcement side that we were itching to hear a little bit of a perspective. But also, on, on your sense, I think it's great to have you here because you're going to give us that um, that candidate perspective. And knowing that you didn't have any experience beforehand is even better to me because you're not coming in with any kind of um, expectations or anything to compare it to. Um, so in a in a very formal way and filtered in a way, not filtered, but just cognizant of things you say, what is uh what is your experience been like so far as a candidate? Yes. It is um, definitely I think the best way I could describe it is kind of a culture shock um, because it's you know, as you guys know, the academy is a paramilitary environment. Um, you know, you go there, you um, salute, you know, stand in formation. You get yelled at all the time. You, get, you have to follow orders. And for me, that was like something that I've never, never done before. And I didn't, I didn't really anticipate it was going to be like that. You know, I think you know, a fire academy. I don't think of it as like a paramilitary organization, but it is. You know, there's sure. structure. There's a chain of command. There's a orders you have to follow, uh, people you have to answer to. Uh, you have to be very um, uh, very good with, like, time management. That's another thing that was really um, big that I think that uh, the academy has definitely helped me out with, is, like, learning how to manage my time, uh, getting places early, uh, making sure I'm prepared, making sure I'm all squared away, have my IDs, um, my uniforms pressed. Accountability. Boot shine, water accountability. bottle. Water <laughs> Your radio, right? Sure. Your water yeah. bottle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so it's definitely, it's been like a very stressful experience. It's been a very challenging experience, but it is definitely, um, it's definitely made me a more um, accountable person, a lot more responsible, and 
just overall a lot more like neat and diligent. Sure. Maybe a lot more diligent. Sure. Yeah. So Alex, coming from the military side, right? You, basic training. Do you did you have any kind of exposure to kind of this kind of stress or this kind of um, uniformity before you joined? Negative. No. So no. even more so, I guess it's perfect. I asked you, um, was that a culture shock? Honestly, it wasn't for me. Okay. That's not how I saw it. Like I, I was I joined at a at a more later age, you know, the military, and uh, you know how like when they send people to uh, basic training, there's like usually when when you go to basic training during like the months of July. Or the, the summer months, you're going with a whole bunch of, like, uh, kids right out of high school. If you go, and that's what, 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 the, um, what the recruiter told me. If you go in on, like, uh, later months, that you go with, like, more people, like, from college or... or well, it's because all the high schoolers are time off exactly. for summer school or summertime, you know, so... Exactly. And then, so I went with all those kids and... Uh, I saw a lot of people crying <laughs> because of shark attack. Exactly, because of the shark attack, or pressure, just, stress, or, or because they had responsibilities, they fucked up. Yeah, you know. And I saw it more as as a, I cannot, I, you know, I, I cannot. Uh, there's no turning back here for me. You know, I saw it more as a, like I have to complete it, and that's it. And and it was fun. I found it fun. Would you do it again? Hell yeah. Yeah? Honestly, yeah. Dude. Man. See, I enjoyed my time <laughs> in basic training. Um, just like you, summertime. You know, yeah. I was probably the old man there, but um, not that I was old at the time, but compared to like a whole bunch of 18-year-olds. Yeah, you're old, right? Um, I think personalities, your your personality definitely changes from being 18 to like 22. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like twenty at 21, your responsibility and self-responsibility completely changes. And then 25, you're like, I actually feel my liver now, right? You know, so those are my two yeah. landmarks, right? Randy's over there laughing right now. <laughs> you feel your liver now. Um, no, that's true. You know, it's the same way. I think uh, I enjoyed my time. I'm definitely glad I did it. I don't know if I would do it again. Really? I think it's like one time, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just because my cycle had a lot of drama. A lot I mean, of drama. I mean, I don't think we had a lot of drama, but it was definitely uh it wasn't easy, you know. It was it was not easy at all. But uh, I found it more of a just one of those stepping stones in life that you gotta get over to like become the person you're aiming towards to be in the future. Sure. You know, and yeah. that and that for me made it. Yeah. You know, and I, I enjoyed it. Would I be a drill sergeant? Fuck no. Oh, this is my I'm that's my long term goal. Yeah. That's my long. I think my next. I just reenlisted. I think my next reenlistment. Yeah. I'm gonna itch for that. I know there's nothing nearby here, but I'm gonna itch for that. Uh, that DS status. Really? Yeah, that's my goal. Wants to wear the hat. I want to wear the hat. <laughs> oh my god. I want to be like angry cops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could never be like him. He's he's too uh, he's too macho. But. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. No. Bushio, what do you think of uh, Academy? Well, well, I uh, I was never in the military, but I will say that uh, from what they tell me, I I've been to one of the harder academies for PD, and that sucked. <laughs> and uh, for the fire academy, I, I kind of knew what was gonna happen, in the sense of like them yelling at you and 
all you know just like the game that they play i guess you could say like i knew the game going in you know mm-hmm. um and uh for me it's just kind of like my hardest thing was the ems side i mean yeah you know what i'm saying i and for me, I, I took a big chance coming from a, a PD to a fire. And the only reason I said is because I had just finished my uh, probation time, I guess you could say, in the police department. And I was, I was set. My for 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 what you say, my uh, my life was set for the most part. And uh, transitioning was uh, it's kind of like there's no going back. Once I come here, I gotta pass this. I gotta get out of there, you know. And uh, so it wasn't a culture shock because uh, that was my second academy, I guess you could say. But it was just like. Uh, Man, like I hate school, <laughs> you know. Like I don't want to do this again, you know. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, man. I mean, but it was it was just no. Uh, I had to do it. I don't know what the word would be like. I just didn't give up. I know. I know. I had a really rough time, uh, especially in the EMS side. But I just like yeah, I'm not giving up. You know, it's just moving forward. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a game. And then you saw it when we moved over or transitioned over to like the fire side from the EMS to the fire side. That was a little bit more laid back in a way because, like, the guys who are teaching you are guys who want to be there from what it looked like to train you. And then they were also they, – they might yell at you, but then at the end, they're, like, <laughs> they're messing with you. You know, they're fucking around. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. You know, and that was the best part. I was like, ah, this is what I was looking for. Like, this is what I see, you know. Mm-hmm. When I was in the PD Academy, like, it was, like, nonstop. They didn't want to stop to, like, towards maybe, like, the end, like, a week. You know, they give you back yeah. your phone. And, you know, they're like, hey, I get to have my phone. And <laughs> – and they're like cool, and they start telling you like, yeah, you know, just start doing this and this, you know, kind of being more down to earth. Uh, what's the word like? Um, being uh, human. <laughs> yeah. You know, they start being so that that was cool towards the end, but yeah, it wasn't a culture shock. Not the beginning of it. Either. Hey, Randy, over there. What did? Uh, how would you reflect on uh, the paramedic academy? Almost a decade ago. <laughs> Never again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, they yeah, uh, that was a year and a half. I would have done an honest man's job, became a cop or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> no, Especially I was uh, physically and dema- uh, mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. Just the amount of information. Uh, Vince has a great analogy where uh, he you know, puts the hose to his mouth and you can only take so much after you, uh, you, know, you turn it on to 200 PSI. So yeah. like, it's just you can't. It's just so much. Uh, I had a great, great education, great program, um, and I'm proud to see where I came from. But the, uh, um, I don't know if I could do that again. Yeah, definitely tough. Definitely tough. Yeah. I won't do the EMS head again. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I, to me, it's a learning experience, you know. But I think I had a different perspective because I came in with different training beforehand, you know. So I really didn't need to be there. Um, I was just a guy that day one, I was like. Wow! Hey, 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 listen up. <laughs> you know, but we listen, uh, we listen to you. <laughs> when I saw you taking control, I'm like, all right, we're okay, all right, dude. We're I looked good. back at you and I was like, eh, thumbs up, and you're like, thumbs up, and, and I was are. like, I'm staying right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was definitely <laughs> definitely an experience. Well, listen to this guy, not the other guy. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely experience. I think it's uh, it builds character in one form or another, you know. But I think uh, the reason why I'm excited to have a candidate here, and I'm gonna we're, we're gonna call you candidate because you're a candidate. Um, but to have you a candidate here because you're, you know, you're gonna have that unfiltered perspective of what your expectations are. So I think Randy and I had this conversation on our last episode. 
where we talked about the saltiness, right? So, like, the, uh, unfortunately, you're going to find personalities in any kind of job. Law, fire, EMS. I'm sure it exists in law firms. I'm sure it exists everywhere, right? Where there's always that senior person who is there or has got more time on the job than you. But it's just kind of uh, it's what we called rusty. You know, they're kind of just unapproachable. They're kind of they're they take it out on you, you know, because you're you're easy target kind of thing. Um, so in your in your voice, right? How would you how do you handle that kind of situation? Or have you been exposed to that yet where you've kind of dealt with uh, an individual who you could learn so much from, but they just kind of give you the backhand? Well. I don't know if I've experienced that yet because I feel like, you know, because I'm still in the academy, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Sure. Know, there's, <laughs> there's so much. You where know, am I? Where am I? Who am I? Um, yeah, there's so much information being thrown at us right now. You know, we're learning um, three or four different, you know, skills in a day. We're doing different drills. And I'm just honestly, you know, at, at this point, we're almost at the end. I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to make sure that I don't I don't fuck up so I don't get kicked out or yeah. I don't get in trouble, stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> I've definitely dealt with that at um, a lot of my previous jobs where I've dealt with, like you said, like the, the senior person who's really salty, who, who they either, like, they don't want to be there or um, they just, like, they kind of just don't give a damn anymore, you know, and you ask them for help and you, you – they're in, they've been there for so long you go to them for help and they just like either they don't want to help you or they're just too you know too lazy or it's you know it's it's kind of like a shitty thing to deal with um but uh like i said i've dealt with that at um all of my past jobs i've had um like vince said there's someone like that everywhere you go so yeah. i think you kind of just gotta gotta take it in stride and kind of just try try to like how I deal with it, I try to just block those people out. You know, I try to, um, you know, I do my best to work with them. I, I'm cordial. Like, I get along with mostly everybody. But um, I'll just try to find somebody, you know, who, who's willing to kind of take me under their wing and, you know, show me things. And I find, you know, in my experience, I found that um, killing, killing them with kindness actually does work. Oh, yeah. You know, even though they're, they're being shitty to you, like, they, like, I go, like, hey, like, can you show me... Um, all the tools on the truck, guy might be like, oh, fuck off. But, like, you know, I'm still nice to him the next day. And eventually he might be like, oh, come, you know, all right, come over here, kid. I'll show you this. Show me, like, one thing. Sure. And then next thing I know, you know, a couple weeks later, maybe he'll show me a couple more things. Sure. So, yeah, that's that's my strategy is kind of just I'm a, I'm a patient person. I try to just be patient with them, um, be nice, and maybe eventually I'll get, you know, a couple words of advice out of them. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Randy, so you, you just went through the academy as well. You just recently graduated. Um, is this anything that you've experienced? Like amongst, I mean, I don't know how your academy was. I know like when I went through the academy in Michigan to be a firefighter, like it was, um, it wasn't paramilitary. It wasn't as, like, there was no discipline. There was no formations like we did here. Um, but did you encounter any of that saltiness? And if so, how did you handle it? Amongst yourselves or even amongst your instructors? Can I ask Randy a question? Go. Well, Randy, since you went to the academy, did you ever have anybody in the academy that maybe was a firefighter before or something of that matter and 
they acted like they knew everything. Yeah. Not talking about you, Vince. Not talking about you, all right? <laughs> but, like, uh-huh. just, like, was there anybody there that, like, oh, this guy's, like, acting like he knows everything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to learn, and he's trying to tell you how to do your job. And you're trying to learn, you know? You're trying to learn in the academy. Uh, if you don't know who the guy was, it was you, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yep. No, it was me, <laughs> for sure, 100%. Yeah, shots no. Fired. No. Uh, I mean, I, ha- I have been around um, fire departments. I was on one years and years ago. Um, and I like, guess not all the stuff wasn't necessarily all new to me. Um, but I forced myself to be humble and to learn and to learn things the proper way um, that they wanted me to do it. Um, was it kind of boring at times? Did I roll my eyes a few times? Absolutely. But uh, no, I um, um, definitely... Um, try to stay humble uh, i know vince likes to use that word humble a lot and it's kind of wearing off on me uh there's a few mm. other people in our class that had some experience um and they, they like to add to the lecture or add to a practical station and um we found that it was just easier just to shut the hell up and let them talk <laughs> and let them let them go over it like there's no sense of uh you know redesigning something that already works or hey, we did this at our department. This works this way. Nobody cares. Like just let's just get through this thing, um, and let's get 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 taught the way that we're going to be tested, and then from there we can, uh, you know, kind of go on and go on and forth. But um, so you you talked about there are certain times where you rolled your eyes and you were kind of like really. Um, so my question for you is that like, do you think your experience beforehand almost altered? the experience you currently could have gone like for me like yeah i'm glad for the for the classes perspective that i had that military and had that previous fire and paramedic experience to kind of be able to assist others in ways that like it, it really wasn't being assisted on so i stepped up for it so I, i'm glad i had that for their sake but for my sake it's almost like i wish i was brand new had nothing to filter or obstruct my view of what I was currently going for. Um, I could, and I was trying to put myself well, as an instructor now, not for fire, but for EMS. I try to look at my perspective from the student as well as the teacher, and I, I tried to. I mean, I was just, I just helped everybody and anybody I possibly could. Um, people who didn't know what um, basic stuff was. Uh, basic tools, basic things, basic terminology, and uh, we would help them help them along, um, you know, with ropes or whatever else. Um, and we were able to get everybody to uh, everybody to pass. So, um, is there a sense like of com- camaraderie within your your academy? Absolutely. Um, there's a few people who don't care for other people, but um, really towards the halfway through point of the class where we were like okay we're getting through this we're gonna we're gonna make it and uh we all pulled together and we did so absolutely sure uh to answer your question um it would have been kind of fun well it's more scary anyway to not have any idea what i'm getting into um but it was nice to have some of the basic idea of of fundamental stuff um so that i could um kind of go on and ask bigger or better questions and then and really be able to help other people. That was that was a nice part, to be able to help other people get through it who had no idea. So with that being said, um, the four of us here, five of us here, would you, uh, would you agree that 
us being the academy, like what what is it that makes us still keep in touch? Like we don't, I don't see you on the job yeah, anymore. No. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen you on the job anymore. You know, we're all kind of because you're a cool guy. I like, probably yeah. will never see you again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, what is it that makes you go through that mentation of like you've trained together? You almost build even stronger relationships with those individuals just through training. For me, I will say that it's the, uh, I guess, the friendship that we built. Because uh, you spoke to me a couple of times. You saw how like frustrated I was, and you were there for me. Like you know, and that's the same thing with me and another guy in the police department. I never see this guy. I never see him. But when we do, it's like we've met. It's like we never even skipped the beat of like, hey, what's up, dude? You know. And it's because he was he was for, he was there for me in the police department as well, so I think it's just that I don't know. Like I said, like that that friendship you build, that relationship. I guess that's what it is. So is it almost like the? Or no, go ahead. Before I before I answer my own question, what what do you think, Alex? No. Maybe common in- interests. Okay. And yeah. personality. Uh, what's it called? Um, similarities. Similarities. Yeah. You know, like. You, you don't usually like hang out with the with the guys that don't really put a hundred percent on two things, and that's how I see you, Vince, and that's how I see you too. I don't know you. <laughs> Hopefully, you're the same way, you know. And Randy, same way. But uh, that's what I see in people, and that's that's the type of people that I try to hang around with, because um, I've heard it in tons of places. You know, you want to keep moving up. You know, in in your personal life, you gotta. Reach out to those people that, you know, don't hold you back, you know, and that, that's what I, that's what I think. So do you feel like the training environment almost allows us to be vulnerable to grow? And if we grow together, we kind of definitely because you see your weaknesses in a training environment for sure. Yeah, you know, definitely. you see your weakness and you bond there, you know. So why can't we adapt this this uh, mentation or this feeling on an everyday basis within our jobs? Is it because we're not training every day? Is it because maybe because you're new? You come into a place that yeah. you know people have been working there for months, years. You know they build that bond with each other. Now you got some new guy coming in. Well, who are you? Yeah. Well, have I met you? Have I seen? But you? that's at the very beginning though, because. Like, honestly, and I'm not bragging or anything, but even the, the old guys that are there at, at the fire files where I work at, they look at me in a different way now. Yeah. You know, they look they look at me for answers and like, like hey, what, what what's a good thing to do here or whatever, you know? And, I mean, you, like, I, I heard it from tons of guys, like, you make your own name in the fire department, you know? And uh, it just, yeah, definitely. If you're not a shitbag in, in the academy, or a load, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that because that that goes that's big, dude. <laughs> before that's, before yeah. you even get out of the academy, they already they know already who know, you are, yeah. you know. So it's crazy. Yeah, I just want to add to what you guys were saying. Um, there's a lot of truth to um, to that. That the academy is a place where you you know I could speak to this. That you're definitely vulnerable. You know, I've seen um, guys and girls like cry you know because they failed at something or they were embarrassed or they they screwed up or they failed the test or whatever um a hundred percent you're vulnerable and you really have no one else to depend on there but yourself and your friends and you know the 
your classmates who eventually become your friends. And, you know, I've, I've met guys there that um, I've known them only for the past five and a half months, but it feels like I've known them my whole life. You know, they feel yeah. a lot closer to me than some, some of my other friends who I've known since I, w- I was in preschool. Yep. And that's because um, <clears throat> we got through those um, difficult times together. You know, like I, I've helped out, I helped out my friend with something. He helped me get through uh, something that I was having a really hard time with. But in the end, I, for some reason, I just feel like when you go through those tough things, like you, that just builds such a strong like sense of camaraderie that you really don't get anywhere else. And I'm not on the job yet, but I'm sure you guys have had experiences and even maybe close calls, you know, on a call where like, you help your you help your partner out or your buddy out, and he just, he's just like, whoa, you know, thank you, you know, without you, I don't know what would have happened. And after that, you guys are probably a lot closer. You probably like go out for a beer after shift or something, and just end up, you know, becoming really close. So I I almost want to stop you there because you said you're not on the job yet, but at the same time, I feel like you are, and it's well, obviously you are. You're on the job. You're doing your training, but. You're to me. You are the most qualified person because you, at least, if the training was right, if the, the exposure of training was right, if the leadership of training was right, you will be the most up to date to fire science, to abilities, to equipment, and everything. To work in the tablet, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> but to me, you are like I, I mentioned them our on our most recent episode. The two people I really look up to on the job is the most senior guy. I forget the terminology we use for him. Oh, Who's the, the oldest uh, guy in the um, house? The barn boss. Barn boss. Yeah. Barn, boss. barn boss, right? Mm-hmm. The barn boss. And again, to me, it's not it's not your time on the job that becomes a barn boss. It's your willingness to to share your wealth, your knowledge that becomes a barn boss to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's being the barn boss and also being the candidate. Because a candidate, like, fire science is changing. Medical, EMS is changing every single day, right? My EMS, we, I mean, Randy, you and I were still learning on mass pants, right? I mean, I bet y'all don't even know what mass pants are. Mm-mm. You know? <laughs> like, no comment. Like, <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> mass pants were a thing. And because science in, in the medical field is continuously changing. So the fact that you just came out of the academy, I would look up to and be like, what do you think? What did you just learn? Because obviously you just uh, here I am ashing over my keyboard. <laughs> I was trying to fix it and messed it up. Yeah, absolutely. you just you, messed, you made it worse. But obviously you you you're the most qualified when it comes to the training aspect. But then also I also look into the barn boss because he's the most exposed. You know, so you come with great value. So when you say that you're not on a job yet, you play an important role. And unfortunately, you just got to play the game and go through the saltiness. You got to you got to play the part. You're the candidate. Do your job. Don't be a load. Do the dishes. Be up there every single time. Anything needs to be done, right? Anything. Sure. Be humble, okay? Just because you went through six months of the academy does not mean that you have entitlement. Be the first one to everything. Everything. Yeah. Ask questions. Everything. Ask questions. Everything. And I pray that 30 years when you're, gonna re- when you're almost retired, you <laughs> never see your career as I am entitled to my earning. You're not entitled to a seat on the on the on the on the kitchen table. You're not entitled to a bed. You're not entitled to a position on the engine or a mm-hmm. tower or whatever. Like earn it. You know, and to me earning it is by doing the job. So be humble, be willing, be tr- lead, you know, it's almost uh 
what was it, BLC, right? Mm-hmm. What is uh, servant leadership? What? Servant leadership or steward of the job. You don't remember that? No. No. So steward and servant leadership or steward of the job and servant leadership is that you are trained to your job, but it's going that much further to be able to share that wealth to the people following you. Because everybody below you and you're like, oh, yeah, I outrank them. I'm better. No, it's not that. It's they are going to be taking your position shortly. Here. Mm-hmm. Right. So how you train them is how you're, yeah. the survival of your position, survival of your your ego or your survival of your reputation, right? Be remembered by the guy that's like, yeah, I I became who I am today because of this specific individual. Yeah. So I was just told recently, um, you're always going to be a candidate until oh, I, I was like, yeah, and you know, that made sense because. Uh, so we had a fire a while back, and uh, it wasn't a big fire. It was a decent fire, and uh, I think the chief there, he, he was like, you just saw a bunch of orange. <laughs> he's like, well, he's trying to train them. He's like, this is done. He said, but he's trying to train them because I think he's retiring this year. So he's like, he wants to leave them with the knowledge that they should know, you know? And, like, uh, I was told this by the guy that's in the house that's been there the longest that I didn't know was the barn boss because he never did anything like you were talking about. But his knowledge made him the barn boss. I mean, he taught me so much already. I'm like, dude, thank you, you know? And he's humble as fuck, you know? <laughs> he's not an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, but he's like, yeah, you're always going to be a candidate. He's like, you're always going to be a candidate until, like, whatever. He's like, I'm still a candidate. I'm like, okay. So he's like, you're always learning. So that's good. That's good that he did that. But right, Why cool. do you learn? I'm going to put you in the spot. Why do you why learn? Why do you learn? Why do you train? To get better. For to what? For everything that changes. For the Things what? are always changing. For the people. For the people, <laughs> right? Randy, why do you train? To protect. For the girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, of course, but Captain Obvious. Uh, so my biggest fear is failing a patient. Yeah. So, Can't again, for the people, right? For your family. For your family, right? Who do you want them, you know? Who do you want saving you? You want to you go back every night. To me, there's two different types of people on the job. Any kind of job. EMS, <laughs> law, fire, um, corrections, dispatch, everything. There's two types of people. You got the people who train for the people. And you got people who train for themselves. Right? How can I make myself better? How do I promote myself? How do I get? How do I get the most bang for the buck? And that's the difference between a actual stewardship of the job versus just a guy who you can't trust. Who doesn't have your back? Who doesn't have your back? There's there's officers that I wouldn't trust my life to. Yep. Honestly. You know? yeah. But I, I'm very blessed that even though I, I'm not at the most busiest house in the city, the officers that I've had, man, their their knowledge Great. is like... It's yep. golden. Oh yeah. And the way they treated me and and and, and teach you and pass that knowledge is like I cannot even pay with money all that all that knowledge I received. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's amazing. That, and that to, to find those type of people. And that's know? what makes you not want to leave. Sometimes like, you know what? Exactly. I don't want to leave because this guy I know yeah. is gonna help me and guide me. Yeah. You know, it's just like ah. Yeah. yeah. But then you get the the one other guy that's like just there for the day. And you, you go to calls where you're supposed to be ready. He jumps out of the rig with just like 
jeans, and I'm serious, oh, with man. jeans and a flannel uh, shirt, you know? Entitlement. And you're, you're like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> And then the one guy that, like, I'm not trying to offend anybody, you know, but, like, with the huge amount of weight on your shoulders or, yep. you know, on the body, like, you, the way I think is, like, Dude, how the fuck am I going to get this guy out of a building if something happens? Yeah. You know? That's what got me thinking about the whole workout but thing. That goes mm-hmm. back to who's accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's like, accountable, you know? Like. I know I'm not the fittest guy here, but I'm trying, man. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get my. It, it looks are deceiving, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks are deceiving. Yeah, yeah. That's messed up, man. You still can't. I, no, I'm just I, kidding. I, I, <laughs> with you. What, Randy said it earlier. One of my greatest words is, is humbleness, right? But 12 years of experience and still the one person on the fire ground who I look up to the most, I'm looking right at Randy right now because he's going to laugh when I say it, is Tommy fucking Gavin <laughs> from Rescue Me. You know, if you guys know what Rescue is, yeah, you know, the old TV show. Oh, you know, oh, man. I just recently saw that uh, you know, I just recently saw it. Dude, like, Rescue Me is like, is the New York style of firefighting. I gotta look at that. And I don't, I don't remember when they originally released. 2007, maybe, is when they first came out. You know, they really hit it hard with the whole 9-11 thing. And that was kind of like, uh, but then it just grew on me. It was like... That is my goal. That's my guy. That's my guy. Tommy Gavin. To be, and he's, to he's we get him on the podcast? Yeah, right? <laughs> to be that salty? You want to be that salty? Go ahead. <laughs> but, like, I, I think it's crazy, but I think I've I've learned more of not just the training, like the hands-on stuff. I'm talking about the ment- mentality of the job. I've learned so much just from that actor alone. And he still posts out Instagram videos supporting fire departments. And it's, I don't know. It's a mentation that, yeah, you can be salty, it's earned and whatnot, it grows on you. No matter what kind of weather you're in, you're going to get a little salty and a little rusty. Yeah. But like I said, I'm willing to break through and be like, you know what? It's about the people. So. Yeah. 100%. We're almost at three hours, ladies and gentlemen. This is awesome. I can go longer. I got a lot. I didn't. I can't go longer here. I can't go longer other places. But I can go. Right. <laughs> Good time. What are you going to say, Alex? You, you got, what are you going to say? You're going to say something, man. Say it. It's <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> I don't have to air it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, this is this is a really good idea. You know, this this podcast. Cause I, we, I like that. At, I want to come at back. At least, uh, in my opinion, we, we might not be the most experienced, you know, on the job or... or you know, the most qualified. I don't know, but I think that bringing our experience to our level, you know, to a podcast like this, you know, it's it's worth listening to. You know, it's just, it's it's like a <coughs> it brings good things to the table, good uh, food for thought. You know, food for yeah. thought. Yeah, and um, yeah, going back to uh, that all uh, the whole training thing that you're always pushing for. I've been listening to this, uh, listening to this guy, uh, David Goggins, and the, the the only thing for as 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 of now that really stuck with me, because I've been listening to his to his book. He said, uh, 
you never you do not stop when you're tired you stop when you're done and and like that goes like i see that that applies to to life you know on its entirety you know it's funny I, oh no, 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 you're good. I, I think this is this is a perfect uh, conclusion <laughs> for our season. I want to go around and hear y'all uh, your views on what you just Alex just said. So you you don't stop when you're tired. You stop when you're done. Yeah. So Bushio, what does that mean to you? I, I, every single time I hear, I, uh, I'm not, this is just in my head, but like when anything I've done. If it's really, really hard, and I mean, <laughs> you know, and it goes with the exercise and stuff like that too. It's just kind of like, uh, if it's really, really hard, it's like it has to stop sometime, right? <laughs> so you just gotta keep going until, until it stops. You know, you don't stop. Uh, I, I, what I, what I read, I read like a quote or something. Cause I got a buddy of mine. He's like really big and tough, and I can beat you. And I'm like, well, you know what, dude? You, you you're really fast and strong. Um, but I always had that quote of mine that you can you pr- you can be really really fast and strong, but you can't outwork me because like I'll I'll just keep going. It, it doesn't matter how tired I am, doesn't matter like if I'm beat up, I'm not gonna stop, you know, because <laughs> I can't for me and my family and, and the people, you know. If we're in the fire and it's hard, and there's people in there, man, you gotta keep going, you know. You can't you can't stop. Or in a uh, was it a mass shooting, you can't stop, you know. You got to go, man. You got to go. You got to go. You got a job. You picked it. You know, you picked this career. So you got to keep going. So no stopping. Randy, the mic's on you. No, David Goggins has got a great book. I listened to it. It was an autobiography or whatever. Uh, it talks about his life. That guy's that guy's insane. Um, definitely some good, good life uh, lessons learned out of that, for sure. But that's why I waited to... Uh, to do the fire academy until I was physically able to do it. Um, dispatching and everything else like that, I put a lot of weight on, and I was not comfortable enough. I probably could have done it, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't safe for me or for anybody else, so that's why I waited as long as I did. So um, I love that you brought up David Goggins, man, because that's one of my favorite books. Um, I read that actually a couple times, um, before I was going to start the fire academy, and I feel like uh, that definitely changed my perspective on things, and it just gave me, um, you know, that it just put that that idea in my mind when I read that, you know, you don't stop when you're tired, you stop when you're done. Mm-hmm. It really made me realize that, like, in this job, you you really can't stop until you're done because yep. your partners are literally depending on you, their lives are depending on you. Um, whoever the patient or the victim stuck in the fire, they're literally depending on you to go in there and save them and get the job done. So I think that that's probably like one of the most important um, things to remember in this job is that other people are depending on you. So you got to keep going. And, uh, you know, having gone through almost all the academy, I can definitely say that most of it is mental, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, you could be the biggest, strongest person. You could bench press 600 pounds, but it takes a special, you know, dedicated person to to go into a dark, burning building where you can't see anything and it's hot as hell. That's that's scary, man. That's, like, definitely one of, like, the scariest things I've ever done. You know, it was, like, going into, like, the... Even though I knew it was, like, a simulated burn, <laughs> that was... That freaked me out. Like, I wanted to run back out, out but you didn't. outside the door, but I didn't because <laughs> yeah. I just kept thinking of that quote that was, like, dude, just keep going 
and stop when you're done. So, yeah. Alex. I think I said my fair share. <laughs> <laughs> he started it. He started it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not stopping. You know, I, I might, like, I might relax for a little bit. Because sometimes, you know, life uh, throws, like, those unexpected turns, you know. And you just have to learn to deal with them. Uh, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Really hard. But uh, you just have to like focus, fi find something that uh, that helps you um, remember why you're doing what you're doing, you know, and, uh, and keep going until you're done. You know? That's my little piece. There. That's right. Yeah. You want to grow muscle, work out. You want to get big, lift heavy. Right, you want to build endurance, run faster. Mm -hmm. You want to train harder, just train harder. But the one thing you cannot train or build is heart. Yep. You know, that's the one muscle that we really can't just work out. Yep. So if you don't have the heart for it, yeah, the muscle and the strength and all that is great, but like everything else just does not matter. So just as I say it with a cigar in the corner of my mouth, you got heart, kid. <laughs> sure that's been a lot of movies so no i think this has been a great three hours i think it's uh there's a lot to reflect i'm super stoked that we've had an officer be able to ex you know express some of the perspectives that we've been itching to uh to, uh, to get a hold of um and then especially as a new candidate here you know we're open-minded we're it's an honor to have you here as well um I don't know. This this has been a very exciting uh, episode because we're hearing a lot of voices here out here. So it's an honor to have you all. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for having us. us. With that being said, Appreciate I'm gonna it. I'm gonna lean over to the last thirty minute section or whatever time it takes. Right, if you all have time. But there I has been go. no. Just you gotta <laughs> you gotta go. There has been a specific uh, bottle that has been passed around the table here. And it's I pretty wanted, much empty now. I, it's, it's, <laughs> it truly is. It is pretty much glassed out. Um, we got to do it justice, you know. I think, and and I told everybody that I was, you know, reaching out to and and in hopes to be part of our our podcast is that we're going to give an honest review. So I want the down and dirty. I want the just unfiltered, straightforward, um, a little bit of a detail. So this specific episode or series is going to be. Highlighted and, you know, so to speak, um, not so much sponsored. I'm going to say, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Partnered. What's the word? Partnership with? Partnershipness. Part partnership. Partnered. Partnership. Partnered. Partnership. Oh, Partnership. Yeah. Influence. They give us stuff and then we drink it and then we talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> it is the influence for the, again, I say it for a thousand times over because I think it really sounds good is the art of conversation so we're talking yeah. under the influence all right there you go there you go now that the cop is gone we could actually enjoy it <laughs> but uh it, it influenced the art of conversation and this specific organization is out of indianapolis um indiana obviously you can't get that um it is hotel tango and a little bit of their storyline so i learned this recently because i'm gonna re i'm gonna research their company before i drink here like i want to know their story hotel tango like what is to you being military? What is or anybody? 
What is Hotel Tango? Like, what is that? What is what is that abbreviation? What does that even mean? Are you doing tango classes in the hotel? <laughs> no. I don't think so. No, what are you doing? Are you tell me. Yeah, hotel Tango. <laughs> that is the, what, mnemonic or the phenomic um, alphabet. Yeah, for H and T. H and T. Yeah. Right? I so I was like, why? Like going deeper into <laughs> that. <I'm> like, <laughs> don't do that's too deep. <laughs> okay. But so I was like, why Hotel time. Tango? <laughs> and I realized the, the owners or the owner and co-owner of this organization is Hillary and Travis. Oh. Right? All right. Yeah, I was like, okay, I get that. Let me learn a little more. So Travis, he's a veteran. You know, he served tours in Iraq and and did his his time there as well. Um, And for some reason, he led into the actual distillery of of bourbon and spirit. Almost the same mentations. Like, this is something we could all all lean into. And I think uh, this is an organization I found on social medias when we first, Randy and I and and Tyler, um, who unfortunately wasn't able to make it for this one. I reached out to all these organizations that I was doing on Instagram. Of course, when you search something on Instagram, it now shows you more. It's almost like an advertising scheme, right? Um, but they showed me an organization called Hotel Tango. And I, I've i leaned on them pretty hard because I was like, okay, military people. Like, all right, cool. I get it. You got my attention. But their, their motto and their mission kind of led exactly what we wanted out of this podcast. They led their website. So if you rewind three hours ago... A little tone, right? <laughs> That's the first thing you hear when uh, when you hear the, uh, the the website. It's it's like the trumpet playing. It's like okay, cool. And they led their 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 mission going off of like core values. So I'm gonna read it off verbatim off their website, but like they're disciplined. You know, they are committed to ex- excellence and always improving. They're spirited. That they're always passionate and playful, which is okay, cool. I like that straightforwardness. We tell it like it is and demand accountability. How many times do we talk about accountability here in this episode? Tons, Tons. right? And gung-ho. Relentless to work together. To me, I, I, I personally could not find an organization that's better to influence the art of conversation for this specific series of episodes. Let's go around the table. Busho. And for everybody else here, that we're going to review it on one to ten scale, like I talked about earlier. Thin lines, right? You got to give a point something because if you just give a solid number, that's a rookie mistake per bar stools, <laughs> right? Busho. What is your rating, and what did you notice about this uh, specific spirit? And did it even provoke conversation for you, or did it do anything to you? I'm not drunk, so that's not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm new to, I won't lie, I'm new to, like, the, the whole whiskey and bourbon and all that stuff. You know, I'm not a big drinker of that stuff. So I'm new to it. But from what I've had, a couple of them that I had, and uh, this is really good. Uh, it's pretty smooth. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, when I drank it, I was like, man, this is pretty good. Like, oh, it's not bad, you know. Uh, but, again, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but if I had to give a number... I don't know, man. What's what's a good number here? I'll do like a. It's not on me. It's on you. Uh, I don't know. From what I drank, so this is from what I drank. I'll do like a. Like a eight point five or something. Right? Eight point five. Eight point five. What did Steven say? Eight point four or something, right? 8. Oh, uh, eight point four. Nah, eight point five. Just because, again, I haven't. I don't really drink too much. I'm kind of getting into it a little bit, and that was really good. And uh, 
what is it? Don't don't uh, give it a full ten or a really low number. But if you're going to use ten, like that is you've, you. Yeah, gotta, so I'm going to go with eight point five. Eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah, it was good. And uh, the story you gave that's that's really cool. Yeah, a little, just reading off their label there, you know, it's a discipline on there. It is, yeah, <laughs> distilled with discipline. And what uh-huh. we drank specifically, what they sent us was an American straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, their label or motto is bourbon ready to drink and obviously ready to eat. MREs, all that stuff, you know, this that's definitely military lingo. Pour with purpose. It's high standard issue. Serve with honor. It was okay. good, man. I mean, well, I again. like it. And what I really enjoy is that anything that has to do with military, they always talk about like what's the right side up and downside. Mm. You know, this <laughs> bottle has this side up to store, and then this side up, which is reversing the bottle upside down to drink, to, to pour. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's awesome. <laughs> to me, I don't know. You got you got my attention with the label alone. It's a two year aged bourbon whiskey. Um, their description is aromas of caramel or caramel, balanced by rye, best in the cocktail. An example in an old-fashioned. I could see this in old-fashioned. I don't know. To me, I just like a good old rock. A single rock. Large rock. Less time to melt. Right? Yours still has ice in your cup that's still melting from three hours ago. <laughs> Drink responsibly, but behave less so. Little thing for me. Like, I like the way the bottle looks. Yeah. I, I'm not, a, like I said, not a big drinker, but I've always seen the bottles. Like I always think they look really cool. Yeah. It's like a canteen. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Absolutely. And it looks cool. Yep. And I was like, yeah, it looks pretty cool. And yep. it's, you know, bottles are nice. Yep. That's yeah. my review. <laughs> yeah. For me, it did it. It did it for me. Like, I'm not much of a, you know, like a hard liquor drinker, you know, like a liquor drinker. Yeah. I don't really drink that much. Okay. Per se. But this was smooth, yeah. And I'm always, always up for supporting like veteran-led uh, uh, businesses and stuff like that. So hell yeah, uh, eight point eight. Eight point eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're looking at mid eights. Candidate. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's definitely bourbon, man. Uh, <laughs> um, like these guys, I'm not much of a uh, hard alcohol. Drinker, I'm more of like a beer guy. Um, I don't drink at all. You know, I don't drink much um, in general, but I really liked it. And honestly, you know, the the times that I have drank bourbon, just straight up with my friends, um, like sometimes when I would drink, it would kind of just make me like make a little face just because it wasn't that smooth. But this was definitely smooth. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't I didn't have that urge to like squint or nothing. It was it went down really well. Yeah. Um, I hate that I can't. I I can never give something a ten because, like you said, if you give something a ten, then it's, it's a rookie just, mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just impossible. So I, I definitely give it a nine. The only nine thing that's going to get a ten out of ten is you distill your own whiskey. Right there, you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also, yeah, it's always good to support veterans when they try to start their own brand. So yeah. I'm going to feed off that, that before Randy comes back because I think he stepped out for a second, but uh. What what do you think that makes a veteran organization different than the rest? Is it mentality? Is it mission? I think is it mission. um right? Because they're not just trying to reach out to the veterans out there. We're a small Purpose. percentage. Not giving up. <laughs> they, they they usually or yeah they usually uh, start a burn a business with purpose. You know, and, and that purpose is, it's uh, a little bit, from what I've seen, selfless. You know, like, either help the other guys that are coming back or 
help those that are struggling. They usually, you know, donate some sort of, you know, of, of what they make, you know, for a good cause, you know. And what, what better cause? Than, than Experience, I think, no? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. No? No, that's a perfect answer. Randy, you still here? He's probably floating around. Well, just to, like, chime in on that, uh, I was going to say, like, from all my friends who are veterans, like, I noticed that all of them, you know, the military just breeds a certain kind of uh, person. Like, all the guys that I know, they're really hard workers. They're really disciplined. Uh, like yeah. the bottle says, uh, some, it said something about Distilled discipline. with discipline. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's something that I really admire. So, you know, I support them for that along with them, you know, always giving part of their proceeds to a good sure. cause. 100%. For sure. Randy, what do you think as you hold two of their products? I got the... <laughs> I don't know. This shit's fucking delicious. Let's start with that. <laughs> the Double fist high standard shit. issue and then the limited series number two so here's the there, right there I don't know what they got you over there uh, this shit's fucking delicious solid 9.5 best of, almost best 9.5 dang oh man um, that was smooth just on a couple of uh, of rocks there and uh I could sip that all night. That was delicious. So, 100%. I got to go into work, protect and serve. Um, I look forward to hearing the rest of this, guys. Uh, it was nice meeting you Randy, all. Randy, it's, it's always an honor to have you. So, thanks for uh, doing what you guys do. Thank you for your service. So, nice meeting you, right, Have a good night, guys. Nice meeting you, Randy. Right. Nice Be safe, you. everybody. Hey, you too. What did you say your rating was? I gave it a nine. A nine? Yes. You can't give it a nine. I can't now? No, you got a point, nine point something. Point something. Point give me nine point zero. Eight point nine. Five. Eight point nine. Eight point nine five. Eight point nine five. Wow. Nice. That's a candidate move. <laughs> I didn't want to change my answer, but I feel like because I'm a candidate, I kind of had to. So. Right. Do something. Do something. Right. I'm squatting right now. Do something. Do no, the, the, the recap, I think we talked about a little bit of the mission and, and their reason for purpose behind the distillery, and I think they're... Overall mission, I don't think I really talked about it on their website and their storyline, is that Hotel Tango creates disciplined spirits that bring people together. I can't define this podcast better with another drink in my, yeah. in my perspective. I think it's perfect. Or a better reasoning, a better story behind it. Yeah. To me, a solid 9.2. 9.2 and that is a lot coming for me because I'm very particular about my bourbon Ooh. I'm very strict about what I drink and what I supply and what I buy I've already noticed that my local uh, Benny's right they just recently started having these and this changed within now. a month right and they have a whole bunch they have like uh, lemon jello and bourbon and you said Benny's? Benny's I guess I'm yeah, making a stop on the way home Benny's <laughs> yeah. I'm serious yeah they've got they, they start supplying it and this just started like within the month, and I'm like, oh, because I go there like probably every week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Are we taking a ride there? Is that what you're saying right now? Yeah, we'll be there in like 30 <laughs> minutes. But honestly, a 9.2. I think their story behind it is phenomenal. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear more because our next session is going to be a highlight to them. We want to hear their story. I'm going to try to interview the uh, co-owners, nice, and uh, a little more of their story and their their history behind it and what. Why they're here and what started, what inspired them to be where they are today. Um, 
But do you need people behind the mic for that one? <laughs> um, yes, yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. I'm or gonna behind need, the bottle. I'm gonna need uh, more influence. So it's all nine point two. Um, definitely Hotel Tango. Checking them out. You know they're they're willing to ship because I was looking at shipping their product to my house until I realized Benny's sells them. And then uh, yeah, I think it is with great gratitude and great honor to have uh, um, a distillery that that shares the same purpose and same history and same um, what's the word exposure values value core values army yeah. values yep. right. All that. Um, I can't think of anything better to be in this spot right now. So, Great choice. Great choice. So thank you from all of us within Thin Lines, within the Thin Line community. Hey, uh, before we finish this. So Memorial Day is right around the corner. Yes. And then there's tons of uh, like uh, websites that are doing like uh, either ruck marches or mm. runs and walks and stuff like that. You know, I, I would invite everybody to join something, you know, for yep. your own physical well-being and and just to remember that uh, every day. Yeah. What was the number? 20 or 22 veterans? Yeah, so it's uh, 22, um, but that, that number changes. And I yeah. think it's, it's more so than that. But This the one that I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. they're doing it uh, the 28th till the 31st. So it's not just like a one day. It's you, you pick the day, but it still counts. Yep. And it's 20 miles for the 20, you know. And uh, you don't have to do all 20 at one time. No. You could just hit exactly. five here or do two here. Yep. As, as long as you get to 20 or 22 miles yep. at some point, nice. you've yep. done your job. Yep. You know, so I definitely encourage, and I'm glad you said that, because whether it's yourself or your family or a veteran that you've had in your life or... Whatever it is, a friend, a coworker, a candidate who's texting on his phone while we're having this. Oh, man, we gotta push. Wow, Stop pushing. push. No phones. Hey, go grab a mop, guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I think whatever it is, a better yourself, a better the community of ourselves here, or the better you know the, the the people that follow us. You know, just go out and do it. So we will definitely post that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yep. Um, you don't see us out anywhere else we'll be there rocking 22 22 miles so with that being said usually i end my podcast by saying thank you all and remember that no matter where you are whatever it is you do to stay within the lines so i'm gonna flip this over to one of you whoever would like to take lead because i would love to hear you say the final closures it's been a blessing here being a you know, giving our two cents in the pot for what we think our experience has been so far in the departments. You know, listen, hearing from uh, another fellow uh, public servant, police officer, Steve, Steve O. Scuba Steve! Scuba Steve! Isn't that you? And, uh, and the candidate. The candidate. Candidate. <laughs> uh, been a blessing and remember wherever you are and whatever it is that you do stay within the thin lines